I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh no, 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 no. Buzz looking alien! Where? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The best boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? This time next week, it's rumored that November 16th, which is a week from today. Holy cow. That, that, could, that could be the day the trade moratorium is lifted. So therefore, I mean, it could be the day Drew Holiday is a Dallas Maverick, right? <laughs> hey, we sure hope so. And so do all the Mavericks fans that we convinced on Friday. Well, I was going to say, I was, not all Mavs fans uh, want that to happen. But no, I mean, it is it is crazy though. Looking at it, everything could be rolling this time next week. Mm. And next week could be an all-time week for the NBA world. It could be an incredibly wild week, and I'm so very excited about it. On today's show, we are going to break down some of the news and notes that are coming out about the Mavericks and the Locked On NBA Network. So us and some of the other hosts, all the other hosts that host Locked On NBA shows. There's like 40 of us, I think, something like that. Uh, The top 10 came out of our mock draft. We've been doing it all over the weekend. We had trades. Isaac and I... (laughs) Are we the only two on the network that's not verified on Twitter? I think everyone else on the network is verified on Twitter except for us. As we do, Isaac and I try to trade every single pick and try and do all kinds of trades. We've made a trade every single year. This is our fourth year doing the lockdown mock. We've made a trade every single year. So we made one. We'll talk about it in the coming days. But we're going to talk about the top 10 because that's what comes out today. So we'll talk about that. Today's episode is brought to you by the best. Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your next order. All right, before we get to all that, before we get to the Locked On Mock, uh, our five-star Apple podcast question comes in from Abdub, Adub, it's A-D-U-B, Adub? Hmm, okay. <laughs> he says, ball question, would a three-way trade between OKC, Dallas, New or- and New Orleans make sense where Mavs moved DeLon Wright, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the first-round pick to OKC? Chris Paul and the Mavs second round pick go to New Orleans and Drew Holiday comes to the Mavs. So basically the Mavericks get Drew Holiday for DeLon Wright, Tim Hardaway and the Ma- and both of their picks. And OKC gets Tim Hardaway and DeLon Wright and a first round pick for Chris Paul and New Orleans gets Chris Paul and the Mavs second round pick, the 31st pick for Drew Holiday. I think we're in agreement that there's I don't understand why New Orleans would do this deal. The Mavs would do yeah. it. I would, we would do this deal, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Um, I also I'm don't really see how this. Out. I don't see how this works salary cap wise either. Just off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who gets the better trade package: Dallas or New Orleans. I mean, OKC or New Orleans, because <laughs> uh, it's almost like OKC is getting more value for Chris Paul than New Orleans is Drew Holiday. Yeah, but, true. Um, but now the whole thing with New Orleans. I've been very vocal. I think New Orleans should keep Drew Holiday. If I have a young core, I want guys like Drew Holiday, unless he makes it very clear, I, I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah. But if they trade him, they're going to get a, like good value back for him. That's why we don't think Dallas is really going to be in the hunt for this because think you know teams like 
uh, Brooklyn with Karis LeVert and stuff like that. If Denver puts Michael Porter Jr., you know, stuff like that. If they really do trade Drew, they can get a good package. So, yeah, I appreciate the thought. I'm all I'm all down to hear uh, fake trades and uh, three team deals, but I think New Orleans can get a better deal than that. Yep, I also agree with that. So if you want to get your question in, go ahead and submit a five-star review to Apple Podcasts. Put a question in there, and Isaac and I will answer it. All right, let's get to some of the news. The NBA and the Players Association moved the deadline to terminate the CBA to today, Monday, November 9th. So they may have agreed to this. They may have pushed it back again, but they could decline the CBA, terminate the CBA, and basically the financial structure of the league kind of goes out, and they have to start from scratch and figure out where – you know what they're going to make this. So I think that has that has salary cap implications. I believe uh, that has you know implications for a lot of things. But I don't think it'll change too much. I, I don't think they, yeah. they. I don't think they'd go too radical with it. But I think this this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of confused people that saw the stuff come out on Friday and Thursday. And it's like, all right, we have this plan. I thought everything was approved to then. Why are we? Why, what got pushed back and all that? Yeah, like Nick said, it's more about the financial side, CBA, salary cap stuff, escrow stuff, all this different stuff with money stuff that they basically agreed on this timeline last week, which was a huge point. Like that the front was of house, they agreed on all the front of house stuff. The back yes. of house stuff is what they're they're having to agree on with the CBA. Exactly, and there's a lot of moving parts with money and how they're going to spread this out and owners and players. So, yeah, I mean the. The time frame is there. They just got to figure out this money part soon. Yeah. There's been a couple of notes about the Mavericks this weekend with, you know, a couple stories here and there. There's just really small stuff. There's not a lot of real rumors. Uh, according to Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated, the Mavericks have continued to make number 18 available in search of immediate help. That goes with everything that, you know, <laughs> that stays in line with everything. We think the Mavericks are going to try and trade some of these picks. We'll see if they're able to. Um any thought? I mean, I guess we've we've talked about trading eighteen for almost I mean, everybody. So we did we did this. Oh, in the lo- <laughs> we did this. Yeah, we in did. The lo- locked on mock draft. Uh, we we traded eighteen. We still picked up another first round pick, but we traded eighteen for a win now player for somebody. So. Yeah, for somebody. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the coming days. Um, Sean Devaney said that the Mavs are interested in Serge Ibaka. That kind of you know that's kind of interesting. I, this. I think that he could be maybe. Please. Mid-level exception? I think yeah, he could if, take that whole mid-level. If he if he would, he, I mean, yeah, yeah, we would do that. If he would do it, it kind of goes down to the Gallo thing. If if guys like that will take the mid-level yeah, for like a right. year or something. But once again, there's so many teams out there. What are you going to be able to pitch? I think this. I think this offseason more than ever, you're going to see a lot of these top tier teams. They're going to have to get creative with their pitches because. Everybody's gonna have the, the mid level. The Lakers, the Clippers, yeah. the Mavericks, the all these like good teams are gonna be making their pitches. So, what would Dallas's pitch to Ibaka be compared to the Lakers? I mean, the Lakers could use him for sure. So it's like, why would he? So I'm hoping. I think Ibaka would be great veteran guy. We've we've talked him up on this pod plenty. Veteran presence, defensive presence. Uh, put him in the bullpen rotation for bigs and all that stuff. I would love Ibaka in Dallas. Love, love, love. What kind of role would Ibaka have though? That's my question. I think we're we're still thinking they'd start Dwight, but if they yeah, sign him a, off the bench, if they sign Ibaka, would you bring him off the bench again, or would I think I would start yeah. him? Yeah, well, it kind of just depends on like what you want to do with Dwight. We got to see what Rick's thinking. With are they going to go back to that defined role again? KP at this four and this rolling center position and Dwight Powell is he healthy which worked really well 
Yeah, it it worked well. They had a really good offense. So if they go that route, then you bring Ibaka off the bench with like Maxi. I don't know if you knew, but the Mavericks offense was the best statistically in NBA history. So I don't know if you knew this, but it worked really well with Dwight on there. People, I've seen it written that they had the best, the most efficient offense. <laughs> We've seen that written. So yeah, Serge Ibaka, kind of an interesting name. Also, uh, according to Mark Berman of the New York Post, the Mavs are leaning towards letting Michael Kidd Gilchrist walk. That's what he said. He said they're they're leaning towards letting Michael Kidd Gilchrist walk, and the Knicks have high interest in adding him. So, sure. A rough news day. In I New told York. you these are small news things, but that that came that came out as well. Also, we didn't mention this, but uh, Mark Cuban was has been on shows and stuff recently, and he said that letting Steve Nash leave the Mavericks to sign with the Suns, quote. That's my biggest mistake ever. Not even close. It's my biggest mistake ever. Nash hated me for a long time because of it. We're good now. I knew that he th- he thought that this was one of his biggest mistakes. Which, by the way, worst mistake: letting Nash go or not drafting Gian- or not allowing Donnie to draft Giannis. I go back and forth. On uh, that one, but, letting Nash go. But uh, the fact that Nash hated him for it, I felt like I felt like that's a new wrinkle I haven't heard before. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard Nash's side of it as much. But now with Nash being a head coach, this is only going to get relived over and over again. If especially when they come to town, and yeah. Nash is going to be asked all about his time in Dallas and his presser and all this different stuff, and <laughs> so that whole story is going to be written multiple times. But they're good now, so they're good. They're good. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into this locked on mock draft. We'll talk about what our thoughts were. We tried to get up in the top ten. We tried to trade for some teams. Uh, trade with some teams up there and there was one trade that happened in the top 10 so we'll talk about that we'll talk about some other real news reports and talk about all that coming up all right Isaac let's get into this locked on mock draft so Minnesota goes number one this is run by Ben Beekman of locked on uh, Timberwolves and we should we should mention at the top of this the locked on mock draft we've done it four years now Isaac and I have I think they've done it I think they may have done it the year before us too but all the hosts act as the GM and they go in and they pick for their team. You can make trades and everything resets to what your team is. So like Isaac and I think I think we traded Wes Matthews two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I think we did do that. One year we traded for Donovan Mitchell. That was pretty good. Uh, what have we done in other years? We traded down. Yeah, that, that draft we traded down from nine yeah. to 13 and took Mitchell and picked up a player. And We got Stanley Johnson in that deal, I think, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that worked. That was, uh, I mean, we went one for two on that one, and one of them was like we an all star. Mitchell, though. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. we bet on Mitchell. That was good. I can't remember what the other trades have done, but I think we've made a trade every single year. Um, yes. So we'd have to go back and look. But, we, so, and we, we wheeled and dealed. We, we tried. <laughs> we definitely blew up the phones on trying to make some trades. We, yeah, trying to trade up, trade down, all this different stuff. Yeah. We almost got in the top 10, though. We almost did. I'm like, I'm like DMing all the hosts saying, who are you thinking about taking here? And <laughs> like, some of them are just straight up telling me, I think I want this, or, I, I want this guy. And then, uh, locked on you know, blazers host, uh, <laughs> Mike Richmond was like, I'm really apprehensive to actually tell you this. I'm surprised how apprehensive I am to talk to you about this information, <laughs> which is funny. Cause we were taking it really seriously. And he was like, man, should I take this more seriously? Uh, he actually took one of our guys that we wanted, so we'll we'll get into him when he when we get to that that side of the the draft. But uh, so everybody makes their picks, and we go through, and it just works. You know, it works that way. You can make your trades and all that. So Minnesota kept their pick; they couldn't make a trade happen, and they just selected Lamelo Ball straight up. What do you think about this move? 
Yeah, I'm really curious on what Minnesota does. I mean, we did our projection pod last week, and I projected that Minnesota and Golden State both trade their picks yeah. before on draft night. So, okay, let me ask you this. This is something I've thought about over the past few days. Is there any world in which Minnesota chooses LaMelo over D'Angelo and tries to trade Russell for a wing? Ooh, I don't know if you can do that since Russell and Towns are like, boys you know remember the the Devin yeah. Booker Russell Towns like that's true you know magazine cover in 17 get you you could have get you a solid wing somewhere or how about how about Lamella? what can Russell and one get you I think I would go that direction okay yeah that's true that's definitely um, better than the Wiggins and two package right yeah I just don't think any of the these top prospects fit with Minnesota honestly if yeah. I was Minnesota Anthony I Edwards really kind of does con- the most I think just you know yeah, projecting the fit most. wise I I like Denny. I think Denny would would fit well in Minnesota, but he's not going to go that high. <laughs> they just had Dario Saric. <laughs> he's not Saric. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lamelo Ball going there is kind of interesting. I think that backcourt with him and Russell is would be very rough to start to start with. Um, yeah, man, defensively and, and everything, and considered. especially with all the stuff recently. Like I feel like we've heard and read recently about Lamelo. Is he slipping in draft? I I just don't know. I'm. I'm so intrigued. I heard something about that where some people think that Lamelo's tanking some of these, like Charlotte, <laughs> like because the, the big yeah. story about Lamelo being bad in, in in reports came from Rick Bennell, the the Charlotte beat writer, and so maybe he heard that it was really bad in Charlotte because he didn't like, want to go to Charlotte. Charlotte. Like I ain't going here. How how big is this city? <laughs> yep. Jordan is the what here? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, they take LaMelo Ball, too. The Golden State Warriors couldn't make a deal either. This is Wes Goldberg. He ended up taking Anthony Edwards, number two. I thought I found that kind of an interesting pick. He's coming off the bench for them, right? Like, Yeah, he's coming off the bench. Well, it depends on what his workout looked like on ESPN. <laughs> uh, he did make a lot of threes. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's any world in which they take this pick. Like, even even if... You just move down and you just get a, a like a semi role player. That's what like I think. You just move down a few spots and just get some type of player <laughs> that can be in your rotation. I still think that's the move. But I mean, I guess Wiseman would be my pick there if, if I was them. Just but it's not like Wiseman's going to like step in day one. and play. Yeah, a if they had to pick a player. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, if they went for fit. I think in somebody in their rotation, if they wanted somebody to play right now, they'd take like Halliburton. I think Halliburton could be a backup for him yeah that'd be great he'd replace like the, right now the sean livingston type role you know yeah and i love halberd yeah he'd be great different type of player than than livingston but he'd he'd fit that role so those are the top two picks you know kind of kind of chalk right those are the two of the guys we expect to be up there number three though nata walker of the charlotte hornets locked on hornets podcast took oneka Okungwu. One of the this other, dude, I feel like, is one of the other players I've seen in person. By the way, at Adidas camps, but yeah, this is wild that they took him third. At least to me, all the talk has been about James Wiseman. Uh, Jonathan Wasserman reported this weekend that the name that keeps coming up from Minnesota is Wiseman, and that uh, yeah, even Golden State, you know, even Golden State, it, you know, could pressure to take Lamelo if Wiseman is gone. So like Golden State and Minnesota might want to take Wiseman, and he doesn't even go three here. I found that I found that very interesting. Yeah, super intriguing. I feel like Zach Lowe maybe threw out Okongwu here to Charlotte. I don't know what Charlotte's trying to do, but I think either way, they I think Charlotte walks away with Wiseman or Okongwu so, somehow. 
somehow they walk away with one of those guys. Yeah, which I think Akungu is another solid player, right? Like he's a pretty good, de- yeah, he's pretty fun. good defensive player, and you know all that kind of stuff. But it seems like Wiseman's the one with the higher ceiling. Yes, yeah, I think so. In my opinion, but I thought that was an interesting pick. Four. This is Matt Peck and uh, Jordan Malley from Locked On Bulls. They go with Killian Hayes. That was you know a little bit of an interesting pick. I mean, they just picked Kobe White. They have Zach Levine still, but I think he can play with both of those guys in different you know different iterations of a rotation. So you know, and Kevin O'Connor has him as like their their number one player. I think on the Ringers big board. So I think this is a pretty good pick. I can't I can't really see them picking anybody else. You know, they already have some bigs. Oh, I think with, they could take a Coro. I think they I could, would, yeah they I could was, take him. If I was them, I'd look at a Coro for sure because I think Kobe well. One, I'm partial Kobe White, North Carolina, Ontario. <laughs> I think Kobe White finished the season really well. They have Levine and stuff. So, like, you you take Killian Hayes if – yeah. You take Killian Hayes and he would clearly come off the bench. But I think somebody like Okoro – I'm looking at four for Okoro. I like him at four Chicago. Interesting. Yeah, and Okoro does go to Cleveland at number five in the locked-on mock draft. They decided to take him there, which, you know – that kind of fits. They didn't take Wiseman though, which it still draw. I mean, I think Cleveland would take Wiseman at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah. Drummond's not your center of the future, is he? It seems like he's going to no. be out of there as soon as he can. I think Kevin Love gets moved this offseason. Yeah, but you always think, think that. I feel like every I, year we're like Kevin Love's going to get traded. <laughs> Cleveland's so wild because are their guards good enough to be cornerstones? I know. Are they like are are they? that good or do they just take like if Lamelo sitting there do they take Lamelo at five and just say oh he's he could be better than them garland or sexton but i think he could be <laughs> i think, or do I they think he could be and i'm not even that high on Lamelo. no i think he will too but it's like how do they view those guys do they go with more of like a wiseman or a denny i could see them going the denny route too so yeah new coach there as well too right is bigger staff still there or no I can't remember. I can't. Man, there's so many coaches that changed this offseason. I can't really keep track of them, to be honest. I know. <laughs> so many. So, yeah, it goes LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, uh, Kungwu, Killian Hayes, then Okoro. That's your top five. So, Wiseman's still not even there. Brad Rowland, who's been killing it with, with draft coverage on Locked on Hawks, he takes Devin Vass. Haven't had anything else to talk about. <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been killing on draft coverage for, what, like nine months? Yeah. Just absolutely. Did uh, he talk about the bubble? No, dang, no. They no, they had that mini bubble, right? <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot. Training they had a training make. camp scrimmage. <laughs> uh, they took Devin Vassell at number six, so they didn't even take James Wiseman, which makes sense. They just they just drafted or they just traded for Clint Capella, but Vassell should work there. DeAndre Hunter and him, and you know Cam Reddish. Between those three guys, one of those guys has to to work, right? I know that's when they took Vassal. I'm like, all right, well, I guess you can just never have enough wings, right? It's like what it's we true. Say. It's yeah. true they can't, but yeah, they just take they take another guy like that, three and D type guy. I think that I think Atlanta is a team that I would be watching for. Atlanta is a dark horse Drew Holiday team for me. Ooh, see, wouldn't that, Drew Holiday? I mean, I feel like the Pelicans would allow him to agree to a trade. So I don't know if he's going to get traded to a team like that, but yeah, he could. I just I know if I'm Atlanta, I'm trying to go get Drew Holiday to put him in yeah. the trade. Yeah, oh for sure. And they have some young pieces, and they could say, "Hey, six, Cam Reddish, whatever, you know, something like like they have that to do." Yeah, because they have those interesting pieces. That's the difference between a Minnesota type offer and then yeah. a 
you know, even a Golden State offer where they have to put Wiggins in the deal and Golden State, you know, Minnesota has to put like James Johnson and then, you know, a couple of their young guys that aren't even that interesting. But at least, you know, at least the Hawks guys are kind of interesting. They have the trump card with John Collins if you really wanted to go crazy with it. But yeah. Yeah, so that's inter- that's your top six with uh, Devin Vassell. And then finally, Matt Shook of Locked On Pistons took James Wiseman. feel like that was a pretty good pretty good move there. Great yeah. great value there getting him at seven. Heck yeah. Yeah, Detroit, you need anything and everything. So just take best talent no matter the position. Yeah, and they, I mean, Christian Wood, I guess, but you can, you can play them together, I guess. For sure, yeah. Patrick Williams, this is a team I'm looking at. <laughs> Because they're going to suck for so long that you just take the upside swing of a guy like yeah, Patrick true. Williams. Um, Cleveland. I, Patrick, you asked this question the other day on Twitter. You was like, who is the, who's the uh, Anthony Bennett yes. of this draft? That could go in like one, two, or three that just out of nowhere. Patrick Williams is my pick for that. Mm. Out, of, out of nowhere, but a team looks at it and says, somebody like Charlotte is like, we're going to suck. We're going to continue to suck. But, man, this dude has upside down the road, and we're just going to swing for it. <laughs> the thing about it is Anthony Bennett didn't even have that much upside. I feel I feel like be, just the way that I know what you mean by he's a guy that could go really high. But, like, <laughs> the Anthony Bennett draft, when he when he went number one, that's like if Obi Toppin went number one in this draft, I think. Just, uh, no, just for see, Obi Toppin was accomplished, though. Like, I guess like Anthony he, Bennett wasn't that accomplished, but it doesn't feel like o- Toppin has that high of a ceiling, and it's, it seems like that was what Anthony Bennett was. And o- see, Toppin's I, always around yeah. like seven, eight, nine. That's where Bennett yeah, was. I'm, try- I'm trying to think like uh, another. It'll just never be replicated because that was such a wild draft that he just went number one. No, yeah, I don't think it ever 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 will. The Bill Simmons like, woe will live in infamy forever. It'd be like precious. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like precious. Yeah, but going- he was at least ranked in the top ten. Okay. I mean, Tankathon has Precious at 10, so... Do they really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. We'll talk about Precious a little bit later in this week, but... Yeah. So- Nick and I Nick and I differed so much during this mock draft. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for y'all to hear where we differed and the deals that were on the table that, no... I almost had PJ Tucker in the bag and no, Nick said, no. Don't, don't do it like that. Don't say it like that. Anyway, let's talk about this top 10 pick that we almost got. Let's talk about the top 10 pick that Isaac and I almost got. We'll talk about the deal that was on the table that they did not take the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about the next three picks coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this top 10. So, again, this is the lockdown mock draft where the hosts were the were the GMs. They picked players. The top went LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Aneka Okungwu, Killian Hayes, Isaac Okoro, Devin Vassell, and then James Wiseman goes to Detroit at seven. So that's your top seven. Number eight, the Knicks and the Celtics make a deal. (laughs) The Knicks gave up number eight for 14, 26, and 30. So all three of Boston's picks, they traded all of them to go up from 14 to eight to get Tyrese Halliburton. Hats off to Corrales for doing this too. I thought he tweeted out kind of giving his hand like what he did. Yeah. And there was some Boston fans coming at him like, oh, that's too much. I'm like, no, bro. Like you trade it like. Halliburton is perfect. I mean, he is 100% upgrade from Wanamaker, and he comes off your bench, backs up Kemba. Perfect. Like, they only have so many roster spots. So this is the type of move that you're going to see Boston do. Consult, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but in this type of draft, give up those three picks, move up to eight, seven, five, wherever you can. I feel like him and Marcus Smart would, like, kill someone, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> if they played together in a backcourt, they would literally like unsheath swords and like slash people. Yes, they would slash their calves. That'd be crazy. But yeah, Boston makes this big trade. I think that's interesting for the Knicks. Yeah, go for it. I mean, who are you going to get there that's going to, you know, give you as good a good of a percentage to be a solid type player? Right? You know what they, I mean? They literally took three guards. They, well, yeah, we'll talk about what the Knicks did later, but uh, what the lockdown Knicks guys did. But yeah, they get three shots at it, which I think is what they need, right? They need, you know, to find they need shots. Take shots, you know, find your Rudy Gobert, find your, you know, Giannis that comes later in the draft or in the first round. But number nine, Renee Washington with lockdown Wizards. By the way, her last name is Washington, and she hosts the Washington Wizards podcast. I just now put that two, put those two together. She uh, decided to pick Obi Toppin for the Wizards. That one's kind of interesting. R- Rui Hachimura and him playing together. Uh, that would work. I mean, I'll be fine. Sure. you need. They can take swings, too. Washington's one of those teams also that Washington, kind of like Phoenix, what we're about to talk about, but Washington's one of those teams that could trade down. Like They're the, they're the type of team that they're going to suck for a while, Get more shots at it. Is you know is yeah, but what if, John, what if John Wall comes back? People have been saying he's looking good. True, but I could see it. I could see it. This a, a Boston spot too, to where Boston two or three of their yeah. picks to move up to nine. Could Dallas is you know could Dallas do a eighteen thirty one one of the role players to move up to to eight? I, I mean to nine. I don't think that far, but could they? I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what they think about this pick. So, But Renee picked OB Toppin for the Wizards. Then, number 10, here's the pick we're going to talk about. This is the Phoenix Suns. This is Brendan Clean of Locked On Suns. And there's a name we haven't mentioned yet. A guy fell all the way to 10. Some people have him as high as 2. Some even talked about him as being the number 1 pick, Denny Avdia. Am I saying that right? Avdia? Avdia? Avdia, sorry. Yeah. Av, there, I put an extra syllable in there. Denny Avdia. So we had a couple of th- By the way, they said trade talks broke down between the Nets and the Suns, and they didn't even mention us in this. The Nets and the Suns had a deal, Ubre in 10 and Dinwiddie in 19. That was going to be their deal, and that, that broke down. So that didn't work. I if you're, the, if you're the Nets, I would rather just keep Dinwiddie in 19 than get Ubre and, De- and Denny, right? I'm mm. I'm high on Dinwiddie. I really like Dinwiddie. So, I, well, I think they could look at it and say, like Ubre could could start alongside Kyrie, and like Dinwiddie's not going to start alongside Levert and Kyrie probably. Maybe they went up to take like Sadiq Bay or somebody or Neesmith or somebody instead, yeah. because like Denny all of a sudden, then Denny on the net, the Nets all of a sudden becomes like okay, they have Kuruks, they have Musa, and they have Denny, right? Like they have three guys kind of all play that four position, uh, you know, multi skilled guys that all you know have to try and find playing time, and Durant is your four basically. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, so we had a deal with Phoenix, and it was. We had we had multiple talks with Phoenix. Yeah, we went. The whole thing for us was we saw Denny dropping. We saw Denny and Obi Toppin dropping, and you just you know, wanted to say it, Obi Toppin dropping. He just wanted to. Say. <laughs> but then it got there, and it's like, do we? At, does Denny fit in Dallas like a puzzle piece? No, but if you can go up for relative like a decent value to get up and to get a talent like Denny, sign me up. And so that's what we were talking with Phoenix on. Phoenix, the last thing I saw, I was trying to look at my notes while I go when we were talking. Last thing I saw, one of the things we were debated on, kind of what I was the framework I was saying while I go. Both the picks, 1831 
And then one of our role players in Phoenix really liked Seth Curry. It started and, It started with this, actually. I just went back and found it. Uh, I said, any chance you'd want to trade back for picks 18 and 31? And then Brennan said, would you want to throw in Brunson? I said, would you do, would you do DeLon Wright instead? I talked up <laughs> DeLon Wright to so many teams. I was like, he's still a good defensive guard. You know, he just, you know. Uh, and then Brennan said, doesn't he make too much? I was like, no, he makes $9 million. You can You can absorb that into your your you know salary cap and he said i prefer brunson or curry they need a better playmaker off the bench um and then i said so, i said what about Ubre and 10 for curry 18 and 31 he said he said let me think about the Ubre curry one and then he never responded he ghosted me after that ghost ghost so okay so that's why i want to ask listeners how do y'all feel would you have given up should dallas give up the both the picks and one of Brunson or Seth Curry. Would you give up one of those to move up to ten for a talent like Denny? And that was the debate. I was more down for the Curry Ubre swap and then the picks and all that yeah. because in my mind, like, all right, if we swap Curry and the picks and got Kelly Ubre a wing and the talent of Denny that we can play around with, see what happens, like development and how he fits coming off the bench, his playmaker, all this stuff. So I was more down for that. I think we were definitely stuck on is Denny worth giving up Seth Curry, this perfect fit 40% shooter and both picks to go up and get. And I don't know. He's, I'm anxious he's not for me. Saying. Honestly, if, if we would have traded up at all, I would have really pushed to get Sidiq Bay. Okay. I, that's See, where I'm I would have gone. Than, I'm higher on Denny than, than Nick is. So I'm, I'm curious. I just listened to maybe I'm, I'm I'm biased because I just listened to a couple podcasts about him. You know, Brad Roland of Locked On Hawks and a couple other people on Locked On talk about Denny who have watched him a lot and say, what's the thing that Denny's really good at? Right? He's not like a knockdown shooter. He's a pretty good ball handler. He's not the greatest passer, but he's a pretty good passer. And he's pretty athletic, but he's not the greatest athlete. You're okay, what is this guy good at? He's a four that kind of can put the ball on the floor and doesn't shoot that well, but his defense can be there, but it's not really. So who is this guy? Like, what what is this type of player? The highest upside of Denny, what is he? And Brad Roland thinks that he's not an all-star. And so if the highest level of somebody is not an all-star, I don't want to trade up and swing for that. I'd rather just get solid players for this Mavs team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you yeah, what, what do you think is his highest peak is? Like, could you see him become an all-star? If everything goes right for him. Know. Everything breaks like the, the right way. Like the ringer had Gallinari. And it's not, it's not like, a shooter though. Yeah, well, I get right. Like he's not a shooter, but like he shot like thirty four percent from three or thirty three percent from three. That's possible. And it's like some people believe that his three point shooting will be better than thirty. Which it's not like he shot twenty eight percent from three. It's not yeah. like it's precious or something. And <laughs> and then you like so him, like, you're taking shots at precious. <laughs> but it's like for me, it's just the overall talent of I do like his playmaking. I do think he's very versatile defensively. And I do like, hey, if he can be a, a an average three point shooter, I just think there's a role for him, especially coming off the bench as like a kind of a point forward in, in a way. And yeah, I mean, I haven't dove in, you know, three weekends in a row on Obvia <laughs> tape, but if it's, hey, if you can give up a role player to get a talent like that. I'm intrigued. I'm at least thinking about it. Best case scenario, the Mavs would would trade up, get him Doncic. Porzingis, Avdia, Bogdanovich, <laughs> Tom Janovich, Jokic, Gallinari, just all of them. Can we just, can we just get everybody? So, yeah, that's the interesting trade that we almost made. 
Uh, that's the top 10, basically. Denny goes 10, and uh, you know the Suns just take him. We'll do the rest of them when these come out. I think the next one comes out Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, you can also go listen to Lockdown NBA and hear all the explanations. We'll do ours. Um, we're actually not on Tuesday. We, we, our pick doesn't go on Tuesday, so <laughs> if that tells you anything, uh, we, traded, we may have traded back, but... Yeah, so that's what we have with the Locked On Mock. We'll be talking more about trades tomorrow. We'll be talking more about the Locked On Mock. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Unidirectional bonding strip. Mr. Lightyear wants more tea. Listen, Light Snack, you stay away from Andy. He's mine, and no one is taking him away from me. What are you talking about? Where's that bonding strip? <laughs>